And his board's intended purpose was to crush grits. So you're allowed to move it to cut basar on it. You want to use it as a cutting board as well for the meat. Once you've cut the meat on it, you're not allowed to move it just for the like from Santa Shea, just for the sake of moving it, because it's some viewed as a klisha malachta iser, a kli whose main purpose is a davar aser. Aval letzayrich gufay umekaymay the Miramal says is mutter, because any klisha malachta iser, you're moving it because you need use of it, like over here cutting the meat on it, or you need that space, then it's permitted to move it. To crush grits. To also be yamtiv, you're not allowed to do that on yamtiv. Right? Just like any kli that main purpose is for davar aser, that you're allowed to move it if you have a permitted purpose to use it for. You need that area. The Mogan of Ram says, even if this Eli, this board that was used for crushing grits, is Mukzumachmaschasarankis, what does it mean that it's Mukzum because of Chasarankis? That generally you wouldn't use this item for other things because you're worried you're going to ruin it. Even though, so generally speaking, you're not a, such a thing as Mukzum. Over here, we permitted it because of Simchas Yamtiv, and you need something to cut your meat on. Then he says, I am Bir because there he brings the Rajba, and that's not so posh that, that if it was something that you would mock it on, not to use for anything else, you'd be allowed to cut the meat on it. And he blibes with a Tzarek Iyan in the Bir rather really, if it was something that was Muktzumach, Muktzumach, and Kis, that you crush grits on it, and you would mock it not to use it for other things, whether you'd be allowed to cut meat on it now. You want to move it from sun to shade, a kidesh la yagani, where it shouldn't be stolen, you're not allowed to. But let's say a gufa mekarma you could get in kalklish from lachte la iser, just like any other kli that's malachas for iser, if you have a hat to use for it, or you need an area, you can move it. Fisadana av is a butcher's block, shakaitana la vaza, they would cut meat on. Mutal tatla lachash yakatsav, you're allowed to use it after you cut it. I feel mecham lotzel, even for any purpose. Right? So you, you, let's say you're cutting board to that matter at home. Right? You need to finish cutting your meat for now. It's a keli. It has purposes. You're allowed to move that around the yomtiv. It's just something that's where now you want to use it for davar hetter. You can only move it for if you're using it for davar hetter or you need that area. Simon Tovkov. What happens if yomtiv comes and you realize, oops, I didn't buy meat. And you want to go to the butcher shop on Yom Tif, or the butcher at his house, like back then they didn't have stores, and you want to get a piece of meat from the butcher. Can you or can't you get a piece of meat from the butcher on Yom Tif? So that's what Tim and Tov Kuf is going to be about. So Hanitzach al-Basab Yom Tif Hech is Nahik. So Seval begins. Ain kainim basab a piece of You can't go to the butcher to buy meat at a set price. 
to say to the butcher, Tamli Bisela Bishtaim, gives me for a buck or five dollars worth of meat or whatever it may be. Today he's probably to say forty or fifty dollars worth of meat. You can't say we'll be partners in the sell of meat, right? The butcher should take a slab of meat, right? Cut it into three or four pieces. The same way you'd cut up the meat to give out to people in town. See, back then you didn't go in and buy prepackaged, you know, thin slices. You know, you went to the butcher, you shechted an animal for three or four people who wanted it. They'd split it between those three or four people. So you should split the, 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 the meat the same way you would split it during the week. But now, without giving a set value, or maybe stay behemoths, and he'll bring a second animal that's still alive, the Yomer and he'll tell you, listen, you see this animal? This animal looks, let's look at it now, just like this animal. Alright? So tomorrow, right, will which means that take two cows, this one is going to shecht and give out the meat today, on Yom Tov, but he's going to take a second cow into the corral. And say, so you, you see this cow? Looks about the same size as this cow. Fine. So when I shech this cow today for you four people, I can give out the meat today. Tomorrow when I shech this cow, I'm going to weigh those same cuts of meat. And you're going to pay me based on those cuts of meat on the other cow. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Even in such a scenario. Even to buy him a credit, can't make him set price and say put it on my bill. You know, even if he's not going to write down the bill, because that's doing Even though he says, "I want you, I'll become a partner with you in the animal," right? In this way, like basically tomorrow, I'll owe you whatever I can't give you back from the partnership in the meat. I ate it. Since he's saying, you know, you become a shudav and a seller of the meat, you can't do it. Over there, the Biyalacha says, uh, I believe not to do this. If you don't have to. Sivkot and Dalat, he split it into three or four pieces, right? The animal. So he says, Davke below Yigayro. Davka, you're doing it without making a lottery. You're going to change mevat and zel is there. says, you know, give us whichever piece you want. They ain't makpidin and he can't have very money off, and he's not making sure that he gets the better cut. Avul makpidin utzichu gairul aser. If it would require gairul, it's aser. Why? The reason, but now, because if it would require gairul, that means that being makpid, to being makpid, we're worried that you're going to come to weighing and doing measurements and everything, because it shows that being very makpid. And being with a knock on how they get their meat. So if they're happy to take whatever they get, so you can do that in Yom Tov. If it's going to stop coming down to the nitty gritty, you're worried that it's going to come to the Varma Surim as well. Because even if it's not like a real lottery with a pigeon name out of a hat, who gets a verzik, but very often what they would do is they. He'd uh, put the piece of paper, so put their payback or something over the meat. He put down his knife and said, You want the right side or the left side? So you didn't see exactly how he was cutting it. And you picked the side. That's how they made quick gyrolas back then, right or left, you know? And then you got whichever one. So um, even that's awesome. It's not a real gyrol. Sivkan, hey, umevi. 
He'd bring the second animal. So you know how much to pay up after Yom Tov. If you have to pay up after Yom Tov, if you have to pay up after Yom Tov, there's different values and different types of quality and everything. Before you check the behema for you on Yom Tov, maybe behema acheres shashavye kazula einerayah. I'll pull up another cow. To the blind, to, to, to someone looking at it, says both of these cows look about the same size and the same fat and the same you know, chubbiness. You evaluate tomorrow on the second cow, and that's how you'll pay. If they trust the butcher to say that, you know, I gave you a piece of cut of meat, it was approximately a 40 pound cut, and this is the cut and the price, and they trust him, you don't need to bring the second animal. it's not packaged with a price tag. Tomorrow you come to him, you say, okay, how much are you for a minute's sake? That was about a, that was a 50 pound minute's sake. No problem, that's 50 pound dollars. No problem. You don't have to have a second cow. It's all if, if the buyer doesn't trust the seller that he wants to see a second cow on Yom to know that we're going to compare it against that cow tomorrow. But if not, there's no problem. You can't go into detail saying, I'm going to take this animal, I'm going to wait, you're going to pay me. You can't go into that detail. You can just say, This animal looks like this animal. If the guy, any of these scenarios, he says doesn't work, even if you didn't make up a set price, say to the guy, Right, I'm with you, and he becomes a shooter with him on the animal. But Thomas Shum, the only sort of regular shot from Akam's are regular to be compounded with the guy and animals. So therefore, it looks like Mekah Hamemka. Vieish Chokna, those who argued, like Mufagina, being so lacking, they say there's no difference between a Jew Gentile. The Cholshane mask your dumb, as long as you don't say the price, you don't, you don't talk about money, it's permitted. Vieish Lach, because for Rishayna. But Medvar, Murim, Bedavashane, Shir, Mekha, Yadua. Can my boss say? When could you say that it's all dependent on not setting a price? When it's like meat, where no two cuts of meat are the same price, right? Every single one weighs different, and it's that's how you buy meat. Avdavah shemekha yedua, like beitzim or egeizim, eggs or nuts, or like what's a wind close package, so it's not going by the pound, or you know a container of milk. You could take it without making, you know, without discussing price. So this all works. That which we permit you to go to a guy and get it without talking about price. It's when you need it for some so you're buying it from the guy. But if a guy comes to you and he says, "Can I get buy some? Can I get a container of milk from your store on Shabbos?" You know, then I'll do that because he's selling it to him, even if you don't discuss the price on Shabbos. We dafke matter it the other way around, so you have some chazyamtiv. Siv base. Also, Lishkel, Basa, I feel basically you're not allowed to weigh the meat. Even in your house, lay that, you know, Kami Yavashal, how much to cook, you know, you want to weigh it. 
It's a five pound roast. I know it needs two and a half hours. I know you right how much spice and all the way. I feel looking at the kaf masnayim l'shamroim and achbarim baser. Even if you're going to put it on a scale that has the weights on the other end, because you, you, you don't care to know the way, but you're doing it just to watch it from the mice getting to it. It's awesome. If the scale is sitting and it's all set up the way you usually weigh with it, you know how to do that on Yom Tov. Even to take a piece of meat that you know is five pounds, and you're not going to use the regular weights, but you're going to weigh the meat against the meat, or something else that you know weighs that amount, but not the standard balancing weights. It's still awesome. That's in Mishnah Rus on this part first. Another way. We're not using a regular scale. If you're using a scale, even don't use your regular weights. When you put something else on the other side, and you figure you'll weigh that other thing tomorrow with your weights, and that's how you figure it out. Even if you're not trying to find out the exact weight, you're trying to get an approximate weight, you're not allowed to do that. Even only putting it there to watch it from the Akbaru, from the mice, the Kafasheni Munach Mishkalis is all talking about if on the second side the weights were there. If you put it on a scale but the second side doesn't have the weights, you're not weighing anything. So then there's no problem. Sharagil and Lishkalba that you generally weigh things on the Aznirika Shaykh, it looks like you're weighing it. When do we say that if it's not hanging in its regular place and you don't have the weights on the other side, that's permitted in Stavka for when you're doing it to watch it from mice? But if you're doing it for any other purpose, right, you shouldn't use the scale at all on Yomtev. So, Vaita. But you're allowed, the Machab second one says, you're allowed to weigh it with your hand. You hold it in your hand and you say, yeah, it's probably around three pounds. And you value it how much it is. But the Tabach Uman, a butcher who's a skilled laborer, I feel is also. You ever go to the deli and watch how they slice yes for half a pound and they come back and they put it on the scale, it's exactly half a pound? You know, that's after enough time, they learn, you know? Right? So that's also even to use his hand in Uman, a skilled laborer. Okay, so that's all weighing. Now, what happens? I want to look at a piece of meat, and I say I want a, a liter of meat. So I, even if I'm a umar and I know that if I cut here, I can see well that's a liter. I did that's six inches of meat or whatever you want to call it. That it's a five pound steak. That you could do. You're not weighing it. You're never weighing it, but you're cutting off the piece because you're a smart man. You know exactly what size piece to cut. That's okay. Right? You're not weighing it. You're just cutting off a piece. When you're holding it in your hand, it just gives you an evaluation. Uh, but if you're a regular guy and you're taking your hand a five pound bag uh, of potatoes, right? And now you pick up the meat and you're trying to weigh the two against each other, right? That you can't do. It's after when you pick up a piece by itself and you're Making stamina evaluation, you're not weighing it against anything else, even with your own hands. I feel as also, if you're an Uman, to do the end issue, Ruggle Bazaar, because it does it regularly. A guy who's, who's a mumch at this, right? He holds a half a pound, he knows he's holding half a pound, that's just like using weight. 
This is how we don't let the, the, the butcher hold it in his hand because he's good at figuring out the way that Zav when he's coming to sell it. He's going at, he's at home and he wants to cook a piece of meat. Just, if he's just because he's an Uman, doesn't mean he won't let him pick up the meat to say, okay, this is five pounds. Then he says, and now how to weigh the meat in the water, the Heineklishesh by Shinasois, which back then was, 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 um, it was a measuring cup. Back then, how did they know the lines? They didn't print them on the glass. They didn't have glass printing back then. So they made scratches in the glass. So that's what he says, you fill up water to a certain line, then you put in the meat. So what do you do? You want to figure out what size piece of meat this is. So, right, by size. So you take a bowl of water, then a, in a measuring cup. Now you can put in the meat. And based on if the water goes from one ounce to two ounces, right? So you know the, the size of the meat. So you don't have to do that on Yom Tov either. Save cut your dal, but if you're just cutting, you're not weighing, but you're cutting. You let it say to the butcher, give me a litre of meat. He's not thinking about the weight. He's letting know what size piece you want. That over there brings it out those who argue. The Ramah says that those who are chalik. That Ba'atsim Yishun in Litra is not really an inch measurement. Litra is a, a price. So what are you doing? You're telling him, give me $10 worth of meat. So you're mentioning a price. So Ramah says that to be machmir, not to go by price. So tell him, give me 12 inches of meat. Or give me a, a, a roast that's that big. Right, you show him with your hands or whatever. And then, good, he's a small man, he can give you exactly that size. With 10 barrels, but it shouldn't be by litra, because that's a term of, that's a value. And value you should never mention when you're buying or selling on Yom Tov. We'll stop over here.